if you've got these self-doubts, you need to jot these down. You need to start journaling these and figure out why you have these self-doubts. This is the number one place to start. Doesn't matter about your strategy. Doesn't matter about your mindset. Doesn't matter about your trading plan. If you don't believe that you can become a successful trader, then you need to either stop wasting your time or figure out why you don't believe you can and start to change that belief. Now you can change your belief system at any point. It's really just a matter of questioning the belief system. We can challenge every belief we have ever had and any belief that we'll ever have in the future. All we have to do is question it and it can start to change. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. My name is Jake, and you are listening to The Success Shift, a show where perfection does not exist, but learning and growth take center stage. Have you ever felt stuck, like you're doing all the work but not getting the results? Maybe you feel like there's something missing. Perhaps there is some sort of internal shift that's needed to really get you to that next stage of success. Well, buckle up and join me as we jump into the minds of those who have been successful in their field and dive a little deeper into what is actually needed to get you to that next level. Is success just a state of mind? Does believing you're successful act as a catalyst to greater success? Is it something we can work on, or are some people just luckier than others? No matter what you're into or where your passion lies, if you're wanting change or a shift in perspective, then you are definitely going to want to tune in. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to another episode of The Success Shift. It's been a great week. I'm sure some people have been celebrating. Canada Day was on Saturday. Um, July 4th was yesterday. So I know lots of the people listening here, especially people live uh, from Canada and the United States. So I hope you all had a great day off. The charts were a lot quieter. So I took the weekend off too. I didn't trade on um, Wednesday and traded very little on Monday. So it was nice for me to sort of just have a bit of an extended holiday as well. Chuck some gratitude into the chat. So let me know what you did, if you what you who you caught up with. Did you go and do something special? Did you get away for the weekend? I mean, it was an extra long one because, you know, July 4th was on the Tuesdays. So we had the weekend and then the Monday was kind of just like no man's land, really. So let us know in the chat what you got up to, um, any celebrations you had. For me, I just enjoyed the time with my family, you know, like I said, I didn't trade as much, but I've got so many things happening in the back end. So I utilized the time nicely and got ahead on some of the things that I needed to do. So I'm grateful for having, I'm grateful for having so much to do. Um, it's a really nice feeling. And I was speaking to my wife about this to want to continue to work. I remember when I worked in a job and especially when I was working in engineering, it'd be like, oh, okay, I was waiting to get home. And then I'd wake up in the morning. And I was like, oh, I've got to go to work. And then the whole day, I'm just thinking about when I can get home, when I can get home. But now, now I'm at work in my home and I'm working and I'm kind of like, oh, I've got to go spend some time with my son, which is amazing. And my wife, and I love doing that. And then at the same time, I'm like, oh, I want to get back to my work. And then I want to get back to my family. And I've got this ping pong, like this pinball kind of motion happening just from excitement from hanging around with my son and excitement for getting to work. And it's such an amazing feeling. And this is something that actually really helps. We're going to go into this a little bit, but it really helps motivation and really helps that drive and that passion and that commitment and the ability to keep going. And when things get tough, if you're really passionate about something and you really love it, it's so easy to get up on the hard days. It's so easy to keep going. So I'm super grateful for the position that I found myself in. Well, actually for the position that I've worked myself into. Um, I, I haven't just landed here. I've done a lot of things over you know a period of time that has gotten me to where I am. And I'm really, really grateful 
to have the opportunities that I have and, you know, this community that's growing and always showing up. So check your gratitude in the chats. Honestly, it will change your life if you find things you're grateful for morning and night. I remember a few weeks ago or episodes ago, we were talking about Andrew Huberman and his take on what makes a good life. And it's finding joy for an ex- finding joy for more and more things, more and more of the little things, um, basically, was his definition of a good life. So if we can find happiness and joy for more of the little things, we will have a great life. And I 100% agree. It took me a while to get into the routine of gratitude. But every time I'm sitting down or every time I haven't found gratitude for a couple of days, I'm like, man, I can really tell the difference. i got to put my my mind to it and um, find some gratitude. So in the chat, we've got grateful for a dog having a visit for a few days. Oh, man, I miss having a dog. I had my best friend for 17 years and then he passed away and then I went traveling. And, you know, when you're traveling, it's a bit harder to have an animal. But now I'm starting to settle down a bit more. It's been on my mind nonstop whether or not to get a furry little friend. I spent the weekend at a camp refreshing my spiritual soul. Well, that sounds lovely. Although I am sad and disappointed that my guard, oh, why is that blocking it? Sorry. God took some hail. Uh, I am super grateful that we didn't get a tornado like was possible and actually didn't happen for some folks. And what is going on with the weather over there? Like first it's been fires and then it's snowing in the middle of summer and now there's hailstorms and tornadoes. Like it must be crazy up in the north of Canada. There's every time I jump on these calls, there's uh, or you know the news which I don't pay much attention to. There's something else going on um, in the way of ca- Canadian weather. So I hope everyone's doing well up there. It sounds like it's a, been a pretty crazy, crazy summer. Over in the Kajabi room, it's my it was my son's B day on the third, so we tried to finish to fish, but it's way too windy. Okay, so grateful to be able to spend time with family. Yeah, nice. Um, I haven't been fishing in a while. I mean, in Germany, there are lots of little lakes, but I haven't really gotten any gear. So I used to love fishing. I more did spear fishing, but um, yeah, it's a, it's a nice to get out there, but not the best when it's windy. Super grateful to be a first-time grandma, and I have a granddaughter. Congratulations. That's amazing. You should be super happy with that. I mean, I remember when my mum and dad were here for the birth of my son, and they were first-time grandparents, and it's a really special time. So congratulations. Congratulations to your daughter, and um, I'm very happy for you. It's a Parenthood for me was a crazy turn of of events and I love every second of it. So I can only imagine becoming a grandparent is a similar sort of step forward in that direction. So congratulations. All right. What are we going to be talking about today? So today I want to talk about, (coughs) excuse me, I still got a bit of that cold lingering, something called the Pygmalion effect. Um, It's a very interesting concept and it kind of relates to what we were talking about um, a little bit yesterday. Now I'm going to share this quote again, and I'm probably going to share it later in this call. But whether you truly believe the quote goes, whether you truly believe you can, or truly believe you can't, you are correct. It's a really, really lovely quote, and there's got many levels of deepness. And so the reason I bring that to your attention in correlation to this Pygmalion effect is because what that is is it's having the expectations that people have on us affecting our actual behaviors. So this Pygmalion effect is an effect where people will perform relative to the expectations they have on them. Now we're talking about in the charts, uh, like last week, whether, whether or not to have expectations coming into the charts, right? And how, when we have expectations, this already predefines what um, we want to happen. Now we know that trading is probability based. And so therefore we shouldn't be making any predictions. We should be responding 
in a skillful way when the charts present something that matches our trading plan and other than that, just observing. But what this Pygmalion effect is, and it kind of relates to maybe a bigger picture than directly on the charts, but when people have expectations of us, their behaviors towards us change. And I'm not saying falsified expectations. I'm not saying, you know, let's just tell this person to do something so that they will do it, even though that may ha have an effect and that may actually work as well. This is more related to if, if I really believe that you can do something, then I'm going to treat you in a way that makes you feel like you can. And so therefore that will affect the way you believe about yourself or what you believe about yourself. And in turn, that will affect your actual actions that you take. So we, I'm sure we are all aware that our beliefs will change our thoughts and our thoughts have an effect on our actions and therefore our actions actually end up producing the habits and the life that we want and that we live. And so our belief system is very, very important. Now, this Pygmalion effect comes by it. So if you've got a bunch of coworkers who think that you're really shit at what you do, and you know they're always making fun of you they don't have high expectations they're not really expecting much from you then sooner or later you start to fulfill those requirements or those expectations and over time you actually end up it's like a self-fulfilling fulfilling prophecy so they treat you in a certain way you start to behave that way and then your actions reflect that that sort of scenario um there was an experiment done by robert rosenthal I believe, and a teacher, Lenore Jacobson. And they said a bunch of kids, they did, they did an IQ test. And then these two people told teachers at the start of the year that, oh, you know, this student's going to do really well in your class. They're actually really gifted. And they did that to a few different classes, to a few different teachers. And then they took an IQ to test at the end of the year. And every student that was told to the teacher that they're going to be doing great and amazing actually increased their IQ test results. And this is because of the behaviors that the teachers did, the expectations, the way they treated them, the way they spoke to them, um, all those kind of subconscious things that we do towards someone, depending on how we feel they will act. So how can we utilize this? Well, this gets really interesting on two levels. One, who do you surround yourself with? Now, I'm sure you've heard the saying, we are the sum of the top five people that we hang around with the most right? Hang out with a bunch of drug addicts, you'll become the next drug addict. Hang out with a bunch of millionaires, you'll become the next millionaire. And why does this happen? Well, to some extent, this Pygmalion effect is taking place. Because if you're surrounded by people who are talking about mindset, who are trying to make money, who are staying fit, staying healthy, and then you're trying to keep up with them, and they've got the expectation that you're going to be involved in that, then they're going to behave in a way that makes you feel that you deserve to be there, that, you you know, yes, I, I am this or I am that. And when you believe that and other people act that, that way towards you, you start to act that way. And so therefore it ends up becoming, again, this self-fulfilling self -fulfilling prophecy, but in a positive direction. And so, again, two aspects. One, I really want you to observe who you're hanging out with and not only who you're hanging out with, but how they treat you and how they support you slash what they believe for you. Um, it's all well and good that you can have someone go, yeah, yeah, no worries. Like I'm here to clap your hand, but then behind your back, it's like, oh yeah, they're, they're useless. You know, they're never going to um, amount to anything because then their true behaviors and their true beliefs and their true actions towards you are going to be clouded in this, this lie really, because it's going to be, you know, falsified information. 
the second aspect to this is what do we believe of ourselves? What are the expectations we have for ourselves? Are you going through the process and deep down inside you go, yeah, but really I'm not that smart. Really, I'm not that good. You know, what is this self-narrative? We've spoke about this quite a bit on the call, your self-narrative. And there's, I'm going to go into it a little bit deeper. I'll see if I can get onto it in this call. Or if not, we'll, we'll go, go into it in the next call. But there's three aspects to our self-narrative. Um, and I want you to look at how you are delivering that to yourself. If you talk bad about yourself and you don't have high expectations of yourself, then this is going to become that self-fulfilling prophecy. If you do have high expectations of yourself and you do have high drive and you're always kind of pushing and pushing and pushing, then eventually these things will hopefully come to fruition if your belief in yourself is big enough. I know for me, I've done some great things in the past and I've gone through some lows in the past, but I don't hold myself to the low times, the times when I've been doing shitty and think that the good times were a fluke, the think the successes that I have were a fluke. I hold myself to the successful times and the positive times and the things where I've been on fire and absolutely killing it at life. And then say to myself that, oh, those down times, I was just struggling with something or I was just having a little bit of a hard time. So the expectations that I hold for myself are in line with that of the successful version of myself, are in line with that of the version of me that's been doing amazing things in the past, that has been that fit, healthy person with six pack, that has, you know, traveled or done extreme sports, all those amazing things. That's who I associate myself with. Those are the expectations I have continuing on in my life. And I expect my life to continue in that manner by doing great things, by doing outrageous things, by being there, by being the best father, by being the best mentor, by being the best mindset coach, whatever it is, these are the expectations I hold to myself because over time, if I believe that I can truly be there, then I will find a way to make my actions reflect that. So this Pygmalion effect can happen with associates and with ourselves. And I think the major key I want to bring to your attention today is the expectations you have of yourself. Now, I know this is a bit contradicting to what we were talking about the other week with expectations on the chart and how I said we shouldn't have expectations, like I said at the start of this call. No expectations on the chart, because when we start to expect things from the chart, then we're going to be looking because we believe that that's going to happen. So therefore, our actions are going to move in that way. And now, as we know in trading, we cannot control anything about what the chart does. All we can control is how we respond to what happens. In fact, this is a major thing in all of life aspect. You cannot control most of what happens to you, but you can control what happens for you and how you respond to it. Okay, so people have tragic accidents. This is, again, with the, the two darts theory that we spoke about from way back when, it, when this podcast first started. You cannot control the first dart that hits you, but you can control if you get hit by second, third, fourth, fifth darts, how you respond to it, how you talk about it, and how you relate and associate with the experience that you had. So make the decision. Make that decision to respond in a good way. Make that decision to not let yourself get beaten up by whatever comes next. Make that decision to truly believe in yourself as well. Okay? So the question I want to ask, I asked before, but I want to ask again, do you truly believe that you can be a successful trader? Because this is where it all should start. If you're sitting on these charts, yes, there we go in the chats. Yes, people responding. Yes, I like that. Instantly, yes, you do, good. If you truly believe you'll be a successful trader, then you are correct. 
But if you're sitting here, going through the process, looking at the charts, showing up every morning, but with a bit of a shitty attitude, a bit upset, a bit frustrated, going, oh, I'm never going to get this. Like, I'm here to learn, but I, do I really, like, is it really going to happen? If you've got these self-doubts, you need to jot these down. You need to start journaling these and figure out why you have these self-doubts. This is the number one place to start. Doesn't matter about your strategy. Doesn't matter about your mindset. Doesn't matter about your trading plan. If you don't believe that you can become a successful trader, then you need to either stop wasting your time or figure out why you don't believe you can and start to change that belief. Now, you can change your belief system at any point. It's really just a matter of questioning the belief system. We can challenge every belief we have ever had and any belief that we'll ever have in the future. All we have to do is question it. And it can start to change. And sometimes it only takes questioning that belief to start the process of change. But do you truly, truly believe that you can become a successful, full-time, profitable trader? And if you can, then everything else is going to figure itself out. If you do believe, sorry, then everything else is going to figure itself out. And don't get me wrong. I've had times where I've questioned that many times. I've been like, yes, 100%. Let's go. Let's go. And then same mistakes come up and same things happen. And then I question all of it. But what I am able to do is find that strength again and go, no. Again, this isn't because I'm not a good trader. It's because I've made a mistake. Because I still have the belief in myself. My expectations are still to become that seven-figure, eight-figure trader in front of all of you as a, a way to lead forward. So again, whether you truly believe you can or you can't, you are correct. And to be perfectly honest, you can say yes, and I, I truly believe everyone that said yes, but only you are going to know whether you're lying to yourself or whether you're not. And if you feel like you're lying to yourself and you're saying, yeah, yeah, I'm definitely going to, but you know deep down in your gut that you're not, well, stop doing that bullshit because you're only lying to yourself and it's not going to help. I know I did that for a while. I was like, yeah, 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 I can. I'll say it out loud, but I really don't believe it in my gut. And I had to pull those layers off and figure out why I didn't feel it in my gut and change that. And I did. You know, here we are now when running calls, helping people become that successful trader. Lying to yourself really doesn't help anyone. And I only say that because I did it for a while, for a long time. And it wasn't until I was honest with myself that I was able to start digging, start journaling, start doing any practice that you can find that you're able to go deeper into your subconscious and deeper into your belief system to figure out why you don't believe it or why you think it's not going to happen for you and start to change it and start to question it. Okay. The next thing I want to talk about quickly <coughs> is experience. So we are kind of the makeup. Basically the personality that we have created is simply just a combination of emotions that we have held on to from different experiences we have an experience we attach an emotion to it and then we keep this in our memory and a combination of these over time just multiple 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 experiences with multiple 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 emotions compiled on each other create the personality that we have today the inner being and our personality is what's creating the personal reality in our external and so if we look at different experiences, there's four main categories. There's a mastery experience, which builds resilience and courage. And this usually comes from overcoming something scary, like bungee jumping, for example, or skydiving. I mean, these are extremes, but 
we have this fear. We have this like, oh my God, this is going to be terrifying. And then we do that experience and we've found the courage. We've found the resilience. We know what it's like. We can go through that same experience again with a different state of mind. We have the vicarious experience, which is when you witness someone else's success. And so this gives us motivation and inspiration. You know, Teresa, for me, definitely a vicarious experience, seeing her six-figure trader and then seeing her break that seven-figure mark and seeing how possible it is and seeing that motivation, inspiration, that drive, that passion that I now have because seeing someone do it right in front of you gives us that drive. Then we have a modeling experience, which is, you know, when you learn or follow from someone, you know, a mentor, a role model, this gives us purpose or direction. So when you go from or have an interaction with, you know, even every single one of you on this call right now, having the experience of listening to this call is a modeling experience. You're taking in the information that I've learned and applying it to you in your situation in whichever way you see fit. So this will hopefully give you some direction or give you something to think about or give you some purpose to continue moving forward on your journey. And the last one is an emotional or physical experience. Now, I'm sure we've all know what an emotional or physical experience is. You know, you break your leg, you have a break, you end a relationship, maybe you lose a loved one or you fall in love, all these emotional experiences, painful experiences. Um, you know, this is what helps us mature. This is what kind of gives us our character a little bit. And every single experience we have, again, we attach that emotion to it. We have that memory of it. And, and this is what builds up our personality. So I want you to think about every not everything you're doing in life, but all the experiences that you encounter, are they a mastery experience? Are they a vicarious experience? Are they a modeling experience? Are they emotional or physical experience? And what can you take away from this? How is this going to slowly continue to build up your life? Because if you can create the correct experiences in your life over and over again, you're going to start to believe certain characteristics within you are stronger and stronger the more you, you experience these certain experiences and so when we're talking about this pygmalion effect we need to start believing in ourselves so that we can start to create the actions that lead towards the, those beliefs and over time this is what builds those habits this is what builds those strong characteristic traits this is what builds that personality okay we gotta learn to be vulnerable we gotta learn to take risks we gotta learn to grow we gotta learn to be willing to put our foot out there you know, get out of that comfort zone. This is where the true growth happens. What experiences are you having? You know what? Sometimes the physical experiences are good. I've seen my son learning to walk falls over all the time. You, you'll see him slam his fingers in a cupboard and then he realizes, hang on, that's actually painful. This is what helps him mature. This is what helps him grow. Same kind of thing with us. You know, sometimes you lose blown, people who have blown an account. I'm sure that's been painful. But what do you learn from that experience? What do you take away? You take away the fact that I don't want to do that again. I should probably tighten up my rules. I should probably understand my risk management better. I should probably control my emotions a little bit better so I don't have to go through this painful experience of losing an account again. Does this make sense? These things you need to do, be courageous, step out, try, believe in yourself and actually start to move in the direction that you want to be. If you are just sitting there going through the motion, then you're not going to get that change. You have to really want it and start to do the things that are going to allow that to happen. I've always wanted to be a motivational speaker. I've always wanted to be a leader. But sitting in my office watching motivational videos wasn't going to get me there, was it? Starting a podcast, reaching out, creating content on social media, putting my name forward, offering to help in places where people need to hear my voice, running calls. These are the actionable steps when I truly believe that I could do it, that I was taking to put myself in this position. 
and it's a constant process it's growing it's ever it's ever ever green in the sense that it continues to grow and develop and i'm always learning why because i have the belief in myself so i start making the actions that reinforce that belief that slowly over time create the personality that i want you're doing it jake thank you yes thank you jake we need to walk on water Man, I wish I could walk on water. That'd be amazing. <laughs> but yes, thank you. Thank you in the chats. I hope this makes sense to people, okay? The Pygmalion effect is super interesting. And I want you to look at it in two different ways. Those who you surround yourself with and the true belief that you have with yourself. Again, we, talk, we talked about intrinsic, intrinsic reasons and extrinsic reasons in the past. Why don't you look at the habits you've got? Why don't you look at the way you eat? Why don't you look at the clothes you wear? Why don't you look at your career? Are these things that you chose, are, are you doing these for intrinsic personal reasons? You're like, I'm wearing this jumper because I bloody love it. Or is it extrinsic where it's like, I'm wearing this because my wife bought it for me and she'd be super mad if I don't wear it. The answer is I love this jumper. But we can start assessing these things. Then we're going to know what we should hold on to and maybe what we should let go of. The habits that you've got, the things that you're doing, the current makeup of your life, assess them. Are they there for extrinsic reasons because someone else made you do it? Are you in a career because your parents guided you to it and said it's going to be best for you? Or is your life the life you've got because it's the life that you've designed? Intrinsically. I want to live here, so I'm going to live here. I want to do this, so I'm going to do this. Ask yourself these questions, okay? I hope that's made some sense to some people. Um, I love to see this group growing. Um, it really motivates me to keep learning, to keep developing and to keep sharing information that I learn with you. Uh, again, like I said, we will probably be moving all over to Kajabi um, next week. Once I get my new gear, I'm all excited. Um, nothing amazing, but, you know, just new stuff's always fun. But for now, let's go jump over to the trading call. I'll be running you the trading call today. Make sure that you go through your journal. Make sure that you read your trading plan. Make sure that you do your brain warm up. Make sure that you're in the right headspace. Make sure that you've got your journal out with a pen ready to journal, not just like in the corner of your eye underneath your desk or in the file in the back that's still closed. Make sure that you're actually doing the things that are going to move you forward. Okay? Those listening on the podcast, much love, and we'll speak again to you guys tomorrow. Bye.